this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined later in this show by an icon, somebody that I freaking love. Listen, you guys, we've had Tony Basil on the show. We've had UB40 on the show. We've had Donna Mills. We're doing a lot of 80s lately. And today we have, so we are, so honored to be joined by an 80s icon who is amazing and has new music and I cannot wait to talk to her. But before we get there, we have two lovely ladies who host a podcast all about the 80s. I have been on their podcast many times. They are wonderful. Miss Amy O'Hare and Miss Robbie McPherson. Hey, what's Hi, everybody. Tell everyone the name of your podcast. Get, give yourselves a shout out. Okay, we are the Glitter Boom Girls. Uh, that's the name of our podcast. And uh, you can find us on glitterboomgirls.com or glitterbeegirls on Instagram. And we, can I just say, David. Tell me. We are beyond honored and thrilled. And I can't even that we are on your show, Behind the Velvet Rope. I can't even believe it. Like, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking to you on the podcast. Well, you know, listen, 80s, when it comes to 80s, I think of you guys the most. And I mean, listen, every time I record one of these 80s icons, I think of you guys. (laughs) We love that. We love that. (laughs) I mean, listen, it's like, at first I was like, is anyone who listens to Behind the Velvet Rope going to even know who any of these people are? My audience kind of skews, I think, a little bit older. And there's lots of young people that listen to me too. But I'm like, listen, you know, even if you don't know like Donna Mills or Tony Basil or UB40, first of all, UB40 still 
sells out mega arenas. And like, there's nobody that doesn't know the song Red Red Wine or I Can't Help Falling In Love. Right. So facts. In- facts. The facts, yeah. right? And so some of these people are just handed to me and they fall into my lap. And I'm like, uh, the Donna Mills chat was for me, just that was special. I, I, you know, special. I listened to that and not only was it a great job by you, you know, you always do a great job. You're a great interviewer, but I, she was so lovely. Like she, I, like I wanted to hang out with her, you know? Lovely. Do you think if lovely. I invited her over for dinner, she'd come? I think if you invited her very nicely, she would come. <laughs> she was a gentle soul. She was a gentle soul. And look, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. You know, she is a very good friend of a very good friend. So you know what? Sometimes things just fall into David's lap behind the velcro mm-hmm. by being friends with lots. And of you people. share it with us, which is what we love. Thank right. you. Yes. I share it with you guys. So before we get, we're going to later, we'll have some guesses on who this mega icon is that is here today. And she has new music. I figured it's a woman and she, I don't know if like diva is really the right word. Like when I hear diva, I think of like Diana Ross, like Mariah, but she's, she's, she's making new music and she's been relevant throughout the years, but she started Mm -hmm. in the eighties and she owns that. So before we get to her, I figured let's talk about some of our other favorite ladies from the eighties. Now, well, I'm going to ask you guys who some of yours are, but I want to start with Miss Cindy Lauper. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Oh, iconic, yeah. iconic, iconic. Great place. Great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. And and Cindy, you know, my take on Cindy, uh, you know, because she came out, she was so colorful. It was kind of like a cartoonish persona, right? A lot of people, I think, sort of passed over how truly talented she is. Great songwriter. And she is a great singer. I mean, a very, very, her range is crazy. You know, I, I love, I love Cindy. I mean, I almost feel like, you know, some of these people, like, I think Lady Gaga, I mean, everyone says, oh, was, you know, like Madonna's her, you know, the original. I think Cindy has a little bit, I think, you know, there's a little bit of Gaga that comes from Cindy. Oh, absolutely. She, yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's another, you know, it's kind of another thing, like, because maybe it was that sort of colorful persona or whatever, but people don't give her credit. She really was, um, you know, a a pioneer in being a solo female artist, right? Because remember back in the day, like before Pat Benatar, before, you know, the queen, Madonna, before a lot of these ladies that came out in the 80s, um, the field was just not that uh, full of solo female artists, right? Maybe Linda Ronstad, you know, maybe. Um, but I, I agree. I, I think that she influenced a lot more people than she gets credit for. Yeah, because like you had Debbie Harry, but she was like fronting Blondie. She didn't come out as a solo artist until later. So right. you can't even count her. Right. I have a question for yes. the both of you. Which album did you love more? And we're taking it back. There were many more albums, but we're talking two albums from the 80s from Cindy Lauper. She's So Unusual from 1983, which is the debut album, right? Mm-hmm. Or True Colors from 1986. And we're not counting the soundtrack for Goonies, which I did love that song also. <laughs> but those two albums, which was your favorite, David and, and Robbie Ann? 
You go first, David. Well, first of all, I love how you are not even considering I drove all night. Well, that was 89. And that was 89. It's on the outskirts. It's on the outskirts. Uh, But I did absolutely love that also. Cover from Roy Orbison's I Drove All Night. Thank you very much. I loved the True Colors album, but I like She's So Unusual more. And I saw Cyndi Lauper. I don't know what anniversary it was, maybe 25th or 20th. And she did the She's So Unusual in order before we got True Colors and Hits. It was in New York. It was at the Highline Ballroom. And she, I'm actually in the video for it. Like if there's like, if you look at like a, like a whatever 20th anniversary, 25th anniversary, she literally plays it live as if, you know, how like when bands do that, which I love when they play yeah. that. The yeah, me too. Like I did Lenny Kravitz for that, like Let Love Rule, Blondie, I think I did Parallel Lines, but she played it in order. And I don't know, I just, I like She's So Unusual better, but there are some great songs on True Colors. What about you? I'm going to say... I'm going to agree with you. I think it, I think she's so unusual. It was because it, it was a little bit more full of the deep cuts. And I'm with you. I love when an artist does a whole album um, because, you know, a lot of times they'll just play the hits or, you know, whatever, which is great. We all love that. But I I do have to give a shout out to um, I, the, I Drove All Night. That That is such a great song. And even even like. Mm-hmm. The other diva, Celine Dion, she does a fantastic version, but there is just something about Cindy Lauper's version of that song. It just grabs you. It's one of those things you hit on repeat over and over, right? While you're driving in the car or something, you crank it. She, I thought that her vocal on that, but she's got a lot of dynamics in it. But when I go to the songs, um, I liked She's So Unusual because I find it more, it's more of a dancey record. Mm-hmm. And and it, and I liked I just liked the songs like I loved when you were mine you know I loved money Prince cover yep yep exactly which it takes on a, I mean when a woman sings it it's like okay well now it has a some different meaning right mm-hmm. right what about you Aim I love well I, she's so unusual is my favorite because I just love 1983 and 1984 in general for music so. I picture Those her plus 82. Those are my three. I think. Oh I think my gosh. Past. So right. great. But you know what I love? Both of you. I love that. She's saying the uh, theme song for Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh my God. That's what forgot. I'm excited about. Totally forgot about that. Cindy. I'm totally like, excited about that. She won 1985 best new artist Grammy. I mean, she, and she, she looks beat, so great. Her outfit. Like Sheila E. Like Sheila E was nominated. Frankie goes to Hollywood, Corey right. Hart and the judge. It was yeah, big. and a lot of times, a lot of times when an artist wins that award, it's like a curse, right? You never hear from them again. It's like, oh my God, they're the next big thing. And then poof. But obviously for her, you know, because she's still out there. She's still performing. I mean, Kinky Boots, what a genius, right? Listen, well, that's the thing. You know, she talks about like getting dropped from her record label, like during like the hat, like a hat full of stars, like phase and all of that. You know, I don't think that Cindy was like, she lives in the Dakota where like John and, and, and Oko <laughs> live. She still lives there. You know, like, I think that she had years where she wasn't like starving to death. Like she always had the house in Greenwich and that apartment, but. Wait, honey, she still lives in the Dakota? Like, honestly? Yeah. Unless, That's amazing. Yeah. Why do I love that? Yeah. Well, well if, I, I, if I had a Dakota apartment, I don't think I'd give it up. <laughs> and I know people that have been in her apartment, like I'm friends, and it's probably what you expect you know it's not 
like my style is very streamlined and modern and American psycho. You know, Cindy's got some clutter, so to speak. From what but I that's, that's, that's an artistic, that's an artistic person. They're always a little, and I say this with love, a little messy, but little it's, messy. it's chaotic, but it's also really beautiful. It's interesting. It's almost like their brain. Yes. Like all yes and yes. kinds of things going on. And I find it very interesting to look at an artist's space. Right. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's reflective, right? It, like I picture, tell me if I'm off. Okay, I picture uh, a lot of like animal prints and lots of art, you know? I picture that she's an art collector, like a lot of weird sculptures, but like all different genres, you know? Like she's got a modern one next to a impressionist one and, you know, some- Yeah, some, some Keith Haring and some Boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like an old, I, I picture a lot of old- detailed furniture like maximalist style right lots of red and bright colors some kind of million dollar rug (laughs) you're kind of on but no like you're on the track and like to your point yeah that kinky boots like whatever financial you know I think she was never starving to death but she I think she had some lean years but yeah miss 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 Lauper has reinvented herself and that is a shitload of money when you do like a kinky boots and she's working on I believe with Harvey Firestein, I believe the Working Girl musical. Oh, I no believe that's kidding. I'm pretty sure she's working. I'm 99% sure that's her. I would, I would, you know what? So There's Cindy's, our trip to New York game. So forget I'm this, like, all over it, shaking right? your ass, you know, <laughs> when you're 80 years old. Cindy's just going to be like, I'm going to write for Broadway and collect the money. Right. Know? Right. And buy three apartments in the Dakota. So wait, David, when that working girl musical comes out, can Amy and I come and sleep on your couch? Like stay, you know, at your house. Like, well, you know, I'll crash on the floor and you can sleep on the couch or whatever. Yeah. It has to be old school like that. We've got a couch surf. Right. It's got to be authentic. And the three of us will go, we'll go on opening night. Opening night because Julia Roberts was at pretty woman like opening night. So I assume Melanie Griffith, you know, maybe we'll have some Dakota Johnson, you know, I think let's bring the whole family for that. I love it. Perfect. Now, moving on with another diva from the 80s who was in our lives for so long before, but not as a solo and completely reinvented herself in her 40s, Miss Tina Turner. Ooh, oh, yes. It's a Tina good one, right? Turner. The queen. Okay. The queen. Tina. The All queen. right. Can I gush I about Tina for just a second? Yes. Okay. Because I have so much to say about Tina Turner. Oh, first of all. It. Did you guys watch the HBO documentary? Did, that's, that's I just read her HBO book right now. But now that you put me on the spot, I did not watch it. But I just read her book and I am just gagged. I love her to death. She inspires me. Tell us about the, the documentary. And I've All seen right. her live so many times, but I have not watched the documentary either. It's, it's in my list of things to do. Okay. Okay. I've seen her live too. And she is just on another planet. Like she's in the group you know, with Paul McCartney, Elton John, Madonna, like the people, Michael Jackson, people that when they come out on stage, their energy, you can't even explain it. You can't put your finger on it. You know, yeah, they have costumes and they're, you know, and they're super talented and all, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff's there. However, it's just that X factor. It's that crazy superstar thing that Mm -hmm. not every, Cher, Cher has it too. And I, I encourage you and 
all of your millions of listeners, because we know you have like millions of listeners, David. We do. I encourage everybody, if you have not seen the HBO documentary about Tina, it is so well done. And it's very, um, I mean, it's almost shocking what an intimate, uh, uh, detailed show it is about her and how much she allowed to kind of be exposed. And it just makes you love her more as a human being, as an artist. Like, you know, the thing that really comes out uh, about it is you realize how much it took for her to leave Ike, right? And we've all seen uh, What's Love Got to Do With It, right? Angela Bassett, like, nailed it. But, you know, so she leaves Ike. She tries to put all that behind her. And it just gets brought up to her face every day. And you really see the effect of that in, in this documentary. I mean, um, I actually watched it with my mom and the two of us were just sitting there like, wow. I mean, you sort of forget that an icon like her is, is a human being underneath all that star power. She was an abuse victim, right? And it was so difficult for her to just move on because everybody's talking about it. And she thought doing what's love got to do with it, you know, and sort of helping, you know, put the movie together and and supporting the movie. She thought that would kind of put it all to bed, you know, like, okay, here's the story. It's all out there for you. Now can we just move on? And it was the reverse. It was like, oh my God, now it's all, you know, over and over again. And boy, oh boy, do you feel the the pain that she was reliving every time someone said to her, so, you know, it, it's, it's so, it's so like, I'm getting verklempt. It was, it was so amazing. And the Broadway and the, play was great, which I saw. Oh, I didn't Did see either that. of you see the private dancer tour in 1985? I feel yes. like. Did I, you? I saw Cindy Lauper's first tour whatever that was, I guess it was called. No, it was actually for the second album, I think, but I saw Private Dancer. Yes, I did. You saw, so you, so that was like her new hit single was We Don't Need Another Hero was like brand new. Such a good song. We don't need another hero. I saw her, I saw her in a little bit later. Uh, uh, She was, (laughs) she was touring with Lindsay Buckingham and Lindsay Buckingham was a solo opening for her. And, you know, he's, He's insanely talented too. Wonderful show. You know, he did a lot of the Fleetwood Mac stuff, but I really love his solo albums too. And so I'm, you know, he finishes and you're just like, wow, that was so great. And then Tina comes out, you know, and just wipes up the floor with everybody. She had these two dancers behind her. They were like 20 year old women, right? And these gorgeous girls and, you know, they've got the moves and everything else. And you don't take your eyes off Tina for a second. Like that's her star power. Well, yeah. And two things. I saw her last tour too. And I sat, it was me, a huge bodyguard, Katie, Tom, and then another huge bodyguard. So I was literally next to a bodyguard that was sitting next to Katie. And then there's, cause Tom Cruise is a huge, I mean, she, she gave him a shout out, like, look who's wow. here, like, blah, blah. But what was my point? Oh, well, like that whole thing where she performed with Beyonce, like all those five years ago. And, you know, it's Beyonce. And yet you're just like, no, I I can't take my eyes off Tina. Right. I just literally can't. I would not know where to look. There was too much. But Tina Turner is amazing. And 
she is really done touring, which I could have told you before the documentary, but she is just like, she also had a son that died recently. Yeah. Um, and she just gave her husband a kidney, you guys. Do we, do we know what? that? I, wait, I didn't hear. I didn't she know that. Didn't what know was that. in her book. Her husband needed a kidney. She gave him her kidney in Switzerland. Wow, that that is love. I mean, oh, listen, that is love. if I were in my 80s, I would just be like, I love you all, but I am not touring either. Right. I'm done and I am not working and I'm not doing anything except spending money just enjoying my life. <laughs> right. That would just be me. So I don't blame her. Right. So Tita was great. What about, do each of you have a, before we get into my favorite diva, Miss Madonna of all time, do, uh, who are your favorite? Like if you had to pick one favorite from the eighties, who is it? Robbie, let me just tell you, and David, I loved Whitney Houston. You I did. just adored Whitney Houston so much Whitney Whitney was another one with the with the star power and the voice oh my god with the greatest love of all you know right smack dab in the middle of the 80s the whole greatest love of all I loved her look that's when I was like ooh, pink lip gloss because she's looking in the mirror (laughs) singing to herself I'm like I loved it so much I loved her outfits a lot but no she just so the greatest love, it was called the greatest love world tour. And it was in, I think, 1986. I feel like David was probably there. I don't know. You know, I kind of, well, listen, I was, I'm glad you mentioned Whitney. Cause I'm like, we have to mention Whitney because that is, but I kind of missed out on the Whitney train. I never really got as deep but listen i also missed out on the mariah thing really wasn't for me so there's just every now and then that there's just people that you would think that what about paula abdul well now at the end of the 80s well i mean now we're talking oh so the under my spell tour is that the one i could picture david at well, here's the thing. I never went to any of the Paulas way back. I went to like an ensemble Paula way back, which was like her and Tone Loke and sit Ooh, down. This Tone is back Loke. in. Oh, no, no. Wait, Not it Tone gets Loke, even better. Bro. It gets even better. It was before the scandal, Millie Vanilli. Stop it. So, like, you think. Girl, you know listening. it's true. Girl, you know it's true. So, this must have been 91, 90, 89. That sounds Ooh. about right. But, wow. but I went to the last series of Paula shows and I went to Vegas, like probably like mm-hmm. when I say recent, I mean, in 2008, I think that I saw Paula like about five times. Wow. And she did do a forever your girl kind of remember that little thing that just happened. Yeah. And then I, I love Paula. Did you, does she have, remember like MC scat cat, you know, the, the little cartoon guy, <laughs> did they have like a, Big mascot of MC Scat Cat. Is that his name, you guys? They have a hologram. A hologram, of course. MC Scat Cat is involved in the Paula Yes, Yes. that's what I wanted to hear. Okay, now I'm happy. Paula, I love. Which song was that with the cat? Opposites Attract. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I always liked liked that uh, one she did with um, Keanu Reeves. That was it, Rush? yeah that was a cute video it was like a rebel without a cause kind of video she was like natalie wood in the video you know what it is like i love paula's music but i think i like 
Paula, like idol, like, hey, Paula, I'm Bravo. Paula, that makes bad fashion choices. I think I just like Paula as a person better than her music. I like the music, but I am obsessed with Paula. And she's You think she makes bad fashion choices? At times, some questionable yes, ones. But you know what? Some. She had those sheer chiffon polka dots and stripes back in 88. And for that, I will always be grateful. Yeah, she 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 did the polka dots. I don't know. I always thought she she had a, a, a neat kind of style. Like it might not be something I would wear or, you know, but whoever styled her or, or whatever her influences were. Yeah, I just I just thought she was a, adorable. Um, I, I loved Paula, but I I think if you are asking about favorites, I mean Madonna, yeah, but I think the other one that I've got to call out is Cher. Like to me, Cher is she's another supernova, right? She's another person. Um, I've only seen her in concert. I've never like seen her in a room, right? But David, you've been in the room with her. I mean, is More she than not? He has right. Like, doesn't she just have this energy coming off her? Like she's from another planet. Like it shifts in the room or something. Yeah. Like I really believe that there are people that are just really talented right. that deserve their place. And then you know, there's people that become famous. And then I do believe there are just people that have that thing where mm-hmm. it just yes, the energy shifts, and there's just something about you and that is truly Cher like I can't describe it like yes I've met Cher four times and Cher everyone's like what is she like Cher is Cher I mean she's just the Cherisms are there it's all there it's all there I mean she is Cher and I love everything you hoped for and more yeah (laughs) yeah I love that when you met her it wasn't like oh she's a human being it was like nope she's Cher Like, no, she's still, you know, this goddess diva, you know, with the energy and everything else. And when, here's another one, like kind of like Cyndi Lauper, I feel like people never give Cher enough credit for her music because I don't know, I don't know why, you know, people just sort of write it off like it's some kind of, you know, oh, whatever, you know, but like, okay, that album she did in the late 80s, was it? you know, with Jesse James and uh, Turn yeah. Back Time. And, and um, I love on that, um, what's that one? Um, uh, Heart of Stone on that album. I think that was the name of the album, right? She, she had some great uh, songwriting partners and uh, her vocals were really great on that record. And then you look like in the seventies, right? She goes from like, you know, okay, back in the sixties, the beat goes on, you know, and all that. She kind of grows as an artist. She starts doing solo stuff. She's got the gypsies, tramps and thieves era. Right. And, and then the new stuff like believe and, but even the yeah. last, the woman's world and like sh- her new stuff is good. It yes. Is. Yeah. She, she kind of evolved, not unlike the Bee Gees, right. She evolves with I the, the you know, with the trends. Love oh yeah. Them. Yeah. I mean, if we are allowed to call them divas, like I would get a Bee Gees tattoo on myself. But I think you're allowed. Really? <laughs> I mean, listen, we'll just do a very quick honorable mention for the boys that could oh. be divas. I mean, love the Bee Gees, love Prince, love Culture Club slash Boy George, and mm-hmm. live and worship at the altar. That is Duran fucking Duran. Oh, my, oh my God. 
Duran Duran. Okay. Speak on it. Yes. I know. Amy and I on oh. the, on the Glitter Boom Girls podcast. We did you like that plug? We yes, I did. Have <laughs> we have brought up John Taylor and Duran Duran in so many different contexts. Like even if the show we're doing has nothing to do with Duran Duran. Somehow, John Taylor finds his way into or our Nick Rhodes, Nick Rhodes and his eyeliner, or Simon and his eyes and teeth. Right, eyes and teeth. <laughs> Simon, yeah. right with the eyes. Love, and, teeth. and also please say it correctly, Duran Duran, Duran Duran. And Duran. like, you know, their their new stuff is unbelievable. You know, when yes. I say new, I mean like 2017, 16, 18, mm-hmm. and live it's like a real show like you're not going in like st- it is like a pure insane rock show you feel like you're in the video to the reflex and that yes. wave of water is coming <laughs> the cartoon fucking insane you guys you know what Duran i have amazing. never seen Duran Duran. wait i have another question is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So, I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who's a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. I have never Girl. seen them live and I can't stand it that I've never seen them live. It's literally you. It's like a real rock show. It's like it's not they too late, are. Is it? No, it's like they are. No, it's not too late. And it is like, they are 23 that they it's like you leave like just like that was an actual show. Oh my like, God. I love insane. it. I, as soon as they are back out on the road. Okay, that's our second trip. Okay, first mm-hmm, trip, mm-hmm. We're, we're all going to the opening night of the Working Girl musical. Correct. Second trip, we're going to go see Duran Duran. And we're going to all be in the front row wearing like the concert t-shirt that they Only sell the in the row. lobby. Right? Oh, yeah. Front row. Yes, and yes, and yes. And then before we get to Madonna, just 
a shout out personally. And Prince is a musical god. And I think the biggest musical genius that has ever existed. But that's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. One day we should do a show on Prince and all (gasps) the disciples. We could do Vanity, The Time, Sheila E., Apollonia. Yes. All of them. It will literally be. And all the girls. And all the girls. Carmen Electra. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Diamond and Pearl. Don't forget. (gasps) I, I, you know what? it all. I'm so down with that because, so down. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like a hobby weekend musician myself, right? Being, if you have any musical uh, attempt or you try to sing or you're in a band or whatever, you know, it's not easy, you know, it's, it's very difficult. So when you see somebody like Prince and I've seen him live, I think three times, oh my God. I mean, you it's realize, yeah, yeah. It, it, his, his uh, genius and his ability to create what they call the pocket, you know, especially when his band is doing funk music and stuff, he just disappears and he is the music. Like he is the song. It is so amazing to see him live. Well, when he got signed to Warner Brothers, the story is like someone, however, whoever it was, gave like a demo and the cassette. And I guess whoever at Warner said like, what band is this? And whoever it was, was like, that's one person. They're like, no, 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 but there's like all those, like, but who are the musicians? And they're like, no, no, no. The drums, the piano, the guitar, that every, he played everything on that first album. Like he right. was literally, and I've been to Paisley Park and I've seen like the rooms and it's just like, it's insane. Yeah. You talked a little bit about Paisley Park when you were on our show. And that's another, that's another reason why I think, we need to do this Prince show because just your stories about Paisley Park alone are so great. And like, I've seen like recently in the past, in the late, like I've seen the revolution. So like I can tell you, I've had extensive conversations with Wendy and Lisa. And yes, we, we can, we got to do this. I like, love we it. We got to do this. I, I am all it. about the purple family. Right. <laughs> th- okay. One thing before we get to Madonna, I just want to say talk and well, two things. A, you know, she did spin off solo, but solo or with the band, Debbie Harry is, I mean, if you ask Madonna who her, who's one of her influences, she will say Debbie Harry. A lot of yes. these people will say Debbie Harry and Debbie is a New York girl. Right. And yes, of course, I probably prefer the Blondie music over the solo music, but not necessarily not. I mean, I've saw, I've seen her do like solo shows like stripped down with no band yeah. at like cafe carlisle and just the debbie harry the french kissing in the usa debbie harry is a punk i and love that she album. is everything french kissing in the usa it's a good song i i agree with you 100 percent. like to me she's the quintessential new york girl like she's funky but uh beautiful unique style and i i would say though that I feel like she's she's another evolving artist. And, and and to me, that's how you really know that someone is a true artist. Like they they didn't just kind of have somebody get a hold of them and say, here, sing these songs and wear these clothes and do this. You know, she's she's just constantly creating. And I don't like it when people say, oh, she's reinventing herself, because I don't think that's really what's going on. I think she's just evolving and sort of, you know, trying something new and you know, her, her artistic whims, take her over here and take her over there. And when you look back at some of the old footage, like from CBGBs and old pictures and things like that, I mean, this lady 
she's fronting a punk band, you know, basically. And I know in the later years they got, you know, a, more poppy and stuff, but again, just evolving. And when she comes out of this punk scene with the face, you know, I mean, what a face, right? Her whole kind of funky rock and roll Marilyn Monroe type deal that she was doing. She's rock and, and roll, man. Right? And I saw I saw Blondie on their tour, I think it was 2019, right? Right be, uh, the summer before... Um, you know, everything. We the latest the, the thing that, yeah, the, that will not be mentioned. The thing we don't um, mention. Yeah, the thing we're never going to talk about. Um, but yeah, before, you know, so when concerts were still going on and I saw her at this um, uh, venue or outside of Buffalo, right near Niagara Falls called Art Park and it's an outdoor venue. So I'm right up close. She comes out with this crazy outfit and like this crazy the bee, bee hat. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was it was for pollinator, I think. That right, tour. right. That that's exactly what it was. But she's she's really into saving the bees, right? She is. But I'm I'm like, oh my god, I'm doing the math in my head. I know how old this woman is, right? Seven. And she's just ageless. And the vibe, the rock and roll, she was totally cool. I. I'm in awe of, of what she brings to the table. She's another one that, cause I've seen them live so many times that when you're seeing her live, okay, she doesn't run around as much as like Simon the bomb, but <laughs> yes, for being in your seventies, you're like, this is still performing to at, at its best. At yeah. its best. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now, with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can, too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami 
Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Yeah, right? even and even and what a unique voice! Like right, a normal voice. Like right. what a unique voice! Yeah, it, you know it's her. The minute she starts singing, you know it's her. Yeah. Love, okay, so before her. Madonna, quickly, quickly. <laughs> We have to just pay homage, not solo, but I think the best girl group of all time. I mean, I'm the Go-Go's. Yes, I love I the Manorama. Love right? the Bangles. I will check the Go-Go's box before the other two. I love yeah. them all, but the Go-Go's for me, it's really weird. I mean, they're being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame whenever the next one is. Well-deserved. I mean, well it's deserved. a long time coming. It's yeah weird how I love a band that has had so many issues and at the end of the day really only has four CDs four like that's it they have the original but three and then so they made quality though they're so quality, quality. right and impactful. they're so great yeah they're very impactful yes, my first concert were. ever ever was in excess opening for the go-go's <gasps> yes wow there, there's a shout out there's a shout out band. It probably Hutchins, doesn't belong. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I saw the, I saw in excess in uh, 91. Um, it was for their 10 album, which I love. Holy cow that. Yeah. They, there's some Chris up, but you know what you guys, there's another one. I never saw the go-go's. I never uh, got to see them live. Well, they are doing a few dates in November, December, not necessarily in this part of the world. Like in Vegas. Yeah, that's kind of the problem is, you know, growing up here in Buffalo, we we got a lot of artists, you know, Genesis, The Who, you know, the, all these big artists, the rock and roll artists, they would come through here. But um, a lot of times either they played in a bar or someplace where I couldn't get in at the time because I wasn't 21 and I didn't have a fake ID like all the cool kids or, um, you know, something something happened and they just skipped Buffalo on, on a, on a certain tour. So um, I'm so bummed. I never got to see them. You will. You will. All right. Is that trip? That's trip number three or four. <laughs> that will be that's trip three. number three. Now, okay. listen, don't just agree with me, but with Madonna, I mean, she's my queen, but she doesn't have to be your queen, but here we are. I mean, right here we yeah. are. No, I'm not, I, I would never, I wouldn't do that anyway. Like I'm, I'm a truth teller. So I, I, but, but, when Madonna first came out, um, I the first time I ever heard anything, I was in a teen dance club <laughs> here in Buffalo. It's called 2001. 
And it was Ooh, how futuristic. Yeah, yeah, it was all the cheesy things you would think. And this DJ plays Holiday. And I I was like, this is a kick-ass song. I love this song. So I went up to the DJ and I, you know, and I had my little 80s outfit on, you know, and I and I said, Hey, who is this? Yeah. And he he goes, It's Madonna. And I'm like, Madonna? And he said, Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking, I don't know whether that's a group or a person. Right. Yeah. So I go to the record store and, you know, I find her Madonna album, right? And there's, she's on the cover with that black and white photo. And I mean, the, the face, the hair, I was like, oh, I'm done with this. This is great. And then I listened to the whole album. She has some really great stuff on that album. Yes. I have to say that I did not, I bypassed that album. I wasn't <laughs> really there for any of it. Like, yes, I saw, I remember the Lucky Star video and Borderline. I wasn't not into it, but I wasn't into it. And then when the second album came and that video and that in Italy with that lion and those virgin bracelets and that crop top and the boy toy belt. And I'm like, she's singing like a virgin. I'm like, I need to buy this seat album and then I did and then I'm like I now need to go buy the first album and then I was like and now I have seen the light of God (laughs) now I have figured life makes sense to me so let me ask you um because I'm curious for for both of you though I know what it was about her that it wasn't just the music you know because her persona was so powerful and i know so i know what i know what made me kind of become a a madonna wannabe but so for for you david what what was it that made you you know like the oh you know the seas parting and everything what was the thing well you know like it's easy to say now like oh you know look at her she did so much for the gay community listen if i didn't know i was gay in my life. I mean, I loved Prince and Cindy Lauper and Boy George and Madonna. So <laughs> there you go. That probably helped figure it out. But really, you know, Madonna really was there. Like she didn't care. It was that. She just was like, I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. So everyone could say, you know, now and age shame her. And like, I don't know if you saw like during Pride, like in New York, she was just in, she just performed in New York City at the Yeah, I saw, I saw an article in the Daily Mail. Yeah, she had the crazy blue wig on. Yeah. And the see-through top, you saw it all. (laughs) The same usual bodyguard we see her. You know, she just had that like, I will do this my way and I am here and I am going to take over the world. So get the fuck out of my way. And that was self-empowering. Like, yeah. And I think that's why probably, you know, like in the beginning, the gay community, you know, okay, she also spoke out in favor of the gays and like there was AIDS and like at a time when it wasn't sexy. So like she really, truly, it's not an act. She was there fighting for gay rights right from the beginning. It wasn't that that just did it. I think it was like the like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Stay out of my way. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I am taking over the world and <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude if you don't like that. I'm going to do it anyway. So either get on right. and support or get the fuck out of my way. And, that's, and she did. She did. did take over the world, right? Yeah. What in was fact, it for you guys? How about you? Aim, are you on the Madonna train? I'm so on the Madonna train. And I was 
not old enough to go to a concert during the Virgin tour, which was in 85, but just the, was that the one where she had the purple sash in her hair and the multicolored jacket and the Dress you up, baby. That's how it started. Right. Okay, dress down. you up. You it hit star. me in the gut. Like I got kicked <laughs> in the gut. So it was, but it was a combo of the fashion and the sound. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. know how to take it apart. It was two different things happening. Yeah. That's part of a good, me was like, do I have a crush on her? Do I like her? Part of me was like that. And part of me was, or do I want to be her? Or is it both? Like it really just like threw me for a major loop as a preteen teenager. The virgin and bracelets and just it was thing. just yeah. And then when it came to the whole and of course I tried to learn Lucky Star, you know, I was like, okay, hold on, pause, pause on the VCR, <laughs> like let me do my spin, the you dance. know, the whole thing. <laughs> the dance. Um, you know, then it became the whole true blue, open your heart, Papa Don't Preach. Papa Don't Preach know, one of that my whole who's that girl. I loved who's that girl. I absolutely I loved, loved it. I know it was, I guess, panned by critics, whatever. I cared not. You know, I cared not. I didn't like that she chopped her hair, but I was like, whatever, it's Madonna. You know, probably. Do you, do you remember that moment, though, like when she turns up in the Papa Don't Preach video? Yes. With, you know, suddenly all that crazy wild hair she had is like sleek and shorn and super platinum. And she's got yes. that tiny little dancer's body, you know, and she's. And she I, has, I mean, she, she started wearing Gautier. Like she, she did the whole, she had a different look. She was more streamlined. She looked more healthy. Um, yeah. I was okay. I was okay. I was like, okay, I'm still, I'm still engaged. I'm still intrigued by her. Then you got, I got to say, this is a big one for the gay community. 1990, the Blonde Ambition world tour. Oh yeah. I saw that tour. Like a prayer. Love you that know, then Dick show. Tracy in Well, same here. We, I just sat down with Carlton Wilbur, one of the dancers from Blonde Ambition. I just listened to that. And Both Amy, parts, it's good, uh, right? I did. You know what, you guys? If you have not listened to David's interview with Carlton, who was a dancer on, he was like the lead dancer on the Blonde Ambition tour and the yeah. early show tour. What an interesting, first of all, what an interesting guy. Like, I mean, obviously the poor guy's whole life, everybody's probably like, yay, but what about Madonna? Right. You know, right, but, right, right. But, but he, he really is a very interesting artist and he's you know he's really thoughtful he's very bright and articulate and he has a really interesting uh life like he's he's done a lot of things and you totally um I I thought I thought it was really great that you gave him a forum to really talk about his life too as well as his experiences with Madonna but um that was a really really good podcast I mean I was like this will be two parts and we can talk about you but you understand we're breaking the whole thing down like I need to know the audition. I need to know hired. What was it right. like? Like nights out, airplanes, you know, and when, you know, then we did the whole truth or dare, which brings in my reality TV audience and like, okay, like Rosie yeah. O'Donnell came and Warren Beatty, like all these backstage people. I, I needed to know it all. And what right. happens when the show ends and like, here you are on this amazing tour and amazing movie and the movie comes out and Madonna's touring the world on the movie. I assume your phone isn't being, your phone calls aren't being returned. I mean, like, I don't know. How was that? Yeah. And that it's funny that you bring all that up because in my head, when I started listening to it, I was thinking to myself, Oh my God, that those are the things I want to know. I want to know all these little tiny details. Like, like, wait a minute. How did you find out? that Madonna was looking for dancers. And, and when, 
you know, when you're flying around on jets, like, is she hanging out in cool or is she like holed up in a room or like those? And, and you can't help but wonder that stuff because she's such, she's another supernova, right? She's a, the most famous woman in the world, right? Arguably. So Pretty much. Right. And, and, and you can't help but wonder. And we all know that, yeah, deep down she's a person and, you know, we, we all understand that stuff, but I'm, you know, I'm a normie. I'm not a famous celebrity. So to me, that world is interesting and foreign and, and there are questions and things I'd, I'd love to know about it. Right. But, um, but yeah, and that strike was a, a pose was great. If no one, <laughs> right? I mean, like two year, five, 10 year, whatever that was, that documentary they made. Yeah. I, I, like I found it on, ago, um, I found it, it on prime, I think, but, but you had to pay for it at the moment and I wasn't ready it's to good. commit. So you couldn't take I, the plunge. <laughs> Well, you know how sometimes when you're looking for a movie and it's like in your head, you're like, well, I'd pay $3.99, but not $8.99. You know, like yeah. <laughs> at the moment, I just wasn't ready to whatever it was. I, it was like well, $7. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that both of you, Madonna's Truth or Dare, which what was that? 90, maybe 91. I, I don't know. Came 90 out HBO. or 91, that was one of those. One of the first times or maybe just to my teenage crowd, that the gay community was showcased with such an icon. Honey, we and talk I feel about like that, that was we cover that. major yeah. in introducing, look how comfortable she is with these people, because everybody was afraid of this whole AIDS scare in the 80s, and it was just all so ridiculous. And she showed, look, I'm hanging out with, with the gay guys. And that's kind of when George Michael kind of came out. And I feel like that was the beginning of people going, okay, we are overreacting, and we have right. false information here so yeah. i think that was major and i will always forgive her for her craziness now because of what she did then for that group and yeah. i love the gautier corsets with the cone shape and i love i love the the costuming of that whole thing so and we do talk about the current stuff too and like you know like carlton i mean i kind of agreed with him of like you know, she's still being Madonna. So, like, right. she gets age-shamed and nobody else does. But this is her. This is her. So I mm-hmm. think it is, you know, you're just having a different reaction when it's a 60-something-year-old woman versus a 20-year-old woman. But I, I think you're 100% Madonna, right. right. Like, two weeks ago, yesterday, whatever it was, a gay pride on the bar and her there's it's literally see-through you see her chest and she is naked under this whatever top that's not so unusual for madonna it might be unusual for what you think a 65 year old should be you know or whatever but right it's not well, that unusual this is madonna you care. have it right though i think it is age shaming i mean you know she's she's done some sort of strange things on social media or, or stuff like yes. that, where, where maybe, maybe there was something going on and, you know, she, she was dealing with something. That's not what I'm talking about, but when she is performing, when she is doing her thing, doing her show, you know, all of these current uh, starlets and artists and everything, oh my God, they're taking off their clothes. They're half naked all the time. Right. And everyone's like, yay, they're so free. They're so sexy. Well, you know, what's wrong with a 60 year old woman, you know, who's, who's always been 
pushing that envelope, who's always been exactly who she is, right? She's never, I don't think she's ever sat back and said, you know what, maybe that's too much, right? That's not who she is, like you said. So when she steps on a bar and it's gay pride and, you know, she's like, this is what I feel like doing. Yeah, you know, you're right. It is age shaming. I really think you hit the nail on the head. It is. And say what you want. Like people criticize her, like the the buzz. It's like the share, the buzz around that. Like, I am sure, like working with the boom, boom, room, clearing security. Like, I am just sure, you know, like places just, it's that magnitude. They shut down and rearrange their entire decor, bar, everything. <laughs> like there is that buzz of like, it's, I mean, like Christian Siriano and his boyfriend were there, Andy Cohn, Anderson Cooper, like Hari Neff, um, people from Pose, I forgot who, for, it, India Moore from Pose. Like it was the, like people, it doesn't matter how old you are. You want to be in that room. It's fucking Madonna. And it's right, just right. like, nobody, it's, to me, nobody else creates that type of buzz. I, I agree. And I, I just, before we move on, I do want to give a shout out to her album, Rebel Heart. Which That's your favorite for, um, you know what? I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's my favorite. I feel like my favorite, it was maybe Ray of Light or um, everybody's favorite or music. I I really I really loved um that album with the uh, music on it and what she did with that. But I love Rebel Heart. I mean, to me, it's, it's right good. up there. I don't know why people thought it was. You know, I don't know what. I, I was shocked, like listening to critics or listening to how people were so disappointed or whatever they said, and they were so lukewarm about it. I put it on and I'm like, this is amazing. I love this album. Well, they weren't so kind to Madame X either. And this whole smaller venue and the whole tour, it was great. It was the tour was so different and great. My favorite, before we move on, would be a tie between Like a Virgin and American Life. Oh, one I love the, American Life. One of the Life. worst selling ones ever. It's such a good. Yeah, I know every some song on best, that album. It has some of the best Madonna songs right. ever. I I'm love so Nobody stupid. Knows Me. That's a oh. great. And I'm So Stupid, Nobody Knows Me, Hollywood. They're nobody phenomenal. Nobody, nobody knows me. Amy, do you have a preference? Any favorites before we say one more thing? And then I can't, I can't pick. I got to be honest. I can't pick. Before so carry on. We get into who our special guest is. I need to just ask what we, I forgot to ask you what you guys all thought of Miss Debbie Gibson. I love Debbie Gibson. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't really into her records. You know, I didn't buy them because I think I was a little older. I was, I skewed a little bit older than you're more into the early eighties than the late eighties. I think. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And her, the the kind of d- direction and stuff she was singing about and stuff but i used to hear her all the time in this club that uh when i was i was still i wasn't 21 yet and we would go over to canada where um the drinking age was only 19 and um they always played the video of that only in my dreams song it's a good and, one yeah and i remember watching the video and listening and going this is a really great song like for this teenage girl to come up with all this stuff i i thought she was wonderful any thoughts i absolutely adored her i was she was my age i was kind of more of a rocker but inside i loved her videos i loved they were uh, how they were so upbeat i loved the two gloves and the layered 
mini skirt. I love the hats. I love there was a perfume, Electric Youth. I loved Foolish Beat. I was like, this is a great slow jam. I and she's another Dancing. one. Reinvented right. herself, her. goes on Broadway. First of all, she's a nice Long Island girl. So, I mean, you had me at that. And I have met her in real life many times. You know, not everyone we just mentioned, aforementioned, are the most pleasant people at every moment. And I understand we all have our bad days, but Debbie Gibson has been, every time I've met her, absolutely lovely and wonderful. And let me just say that we love Debbie Gibson, but you know who we also love? Who? We love our next guest who is coming up. Here we have in a few minutes, while we wrap up and say goodbye, because I want you to do all your plugs. We are now (laughs) going to chat, checking in from the tour bus, which is going around currently on tour. The one, the only, I mean, Debbie Gibson, Miss Tiffany. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Tiffany. I love Tiffany. Okay, I did see Tiffany when she, she, played a little club in Buffalo. Uh, I was working at this nightclub. In fact, we, we've talked about it on our show before. Tiffany's was, amazing. She, amazing. that girl can sing. And I remember uh, she came into the club with like a manager or something and she was checking out the sound or whatever. And what a nice girl, so stunning in person. And we stayed and watched the show and all of us were like, Oh my God, this girl's got pipes. Like she was really great. I'm so excited. That's who it is. Oh my God. We talk about the mall tour. We talk about the hits. We talk about new music. Listen, I mean, she has some of the, like, I think we're alone now. Okay, fine. is great, but could have been, could have right. been for me. Oh, like, right. Great right? vocal on that song. Yeah. And don't yeah. forget. I saw him standing there. Uh-huh. Of course. Right. Of course. We talk about Mage. Debbie Gibson being tied to her throughout her yeah. whole career. How, what is that like? We get into some things. We get into the new music, the new tour. She had like a couple of years ago, she had like a million miles. Like that's it's like, she's, she's, let's not forget the Jetsons. We cover it all. We talk about some current stuff, who she wants to play her in the movie of her life. We were just lucky enough to chat with Tiffany. So wonderful. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I, I, I'm so thrilled to hear this. Like I'll I be back too. too, but you yeah. know, listen, 20 minutes from a tour bus. I'm like, I'll take it. I, I would like to, <laughs> I would like to check in with you. And she was gracious. She's enough. on tour. I think that's great. And it's like a real, when it's done with the U S at the end of this year, it is, it's called the shadow tour. It is going to Europe and then like people are back on tour and then she's going to Australia. Like she is on the road, man. Wow. Wow. Good, Good for, for her. her. Yeah. And I, hope, I don't know. I hope about she comes you. around here. She probably will. She's going to like Boston, I saw. And like, I mean, or at least in Massachusetts, I'm Vermont, I think too. I'm getting all those alerts just from everything on Ticketmaster again. Like the world is open, people. So exciting. <laughs> so great. Yeah, I I I am about to buy my tickets. Um, Sticks is coming to our uh, our fair here locally. I've and, seen them. Right, I they are my favorite forever. Really? So they're yeah, like I, I, I am a. I think their security might have my picture up somewhere because I, <laughs> I just love this girl. band. Oh yeah, I'm total. I'm I'm like all about mullets, muscle cars. That's me. They're total. not my favorites, but I did see them and I did the meet and greet and I have to say my favorite Sticks song of all time 
the best of times is probably second, but I have to go with Mr. Roboto. I love it. Uh, you know, Roboto's got legs. I mean, people, people. I don't care what you say. There are some other good songs on that album, honestly. And the album broke up the band. It was, you know, it was a whole thing. And I, I, I won't even go there. Cause like I can talk about sticks for like three days. I'm sure it's the song that they were like, this is jumping the shark and we're changing our sound. Right. And all but that, you know, right? they, it's back in their set now and people react. I mean, they just flip out when you hear that. <laughs> People are like, yeah, like everybody loves Roboto. By far is my absolute favorite song of theirs. And just special shout out to some of the one hit wonders, so to speak, like my good friend who I did interview, Tony Basil. Not really one hit. We have a couple more and like Irene Cara. And like, <gasps> oh my God, right? Irene Cara. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what? I was thinking, getting ready for the show, I was thinking I got to bring her up. I totally forgot. I'm glad you did. Can't wait for that. That's so, you know, like just these in like missing persons Mm -hmm. with Dale Bozio, who I met, who is, you know, she's interesting. She's very nice, but just a little strange. She's Dale. She's Dale. That's what we expect. That's what we expect. Yeah, I, I, I would expect her to be crazy. Okay. Where can everyone, as we prepare for Tiffany and welcome Tiffany, where, as we say goodbye to you guys both, where can everyone find you and find your podcast? Listen, if anyone listening to this wants to hear about 80s, the way that I talk about reality TV, this is the podcast to listen to. I've been on it. I don't even know how many times, but I want to, I'll come back and we'll do pranks. Oh my gosh. We'll I love perfect. that. Freaking love that idea. Yeah. And thank you so much for having us on, David. We are thrilled. So you guys can hear us. If you if you just search Glitter Boom Girls on any podcast format, um, any platform, we're there. We're on Spotify, Apple, yada, yada, you name it. Um, you can go to our website, which is glitterboomgirls.com. And we are on Insta, uh, glitter B Girls, and Twitter, Glitter B Girls. And you know what? We, um, I'm sure you're like this too, David. We're always looking for um, topics and stuff. Although you're you're like big time now. Like, you know, you have people knocking on your door wanting to be on your show now, right? Listen, I mean, there's still days where I'm like, what is we, we need some help here, people. <laughs> but look, I just gave you Prince. If you haven't done Prince... Yeah. Yeah. Add that. We, we will do Prince and we will, we will have you uh, on the show because the three of us have to like, just break down the entire Prince family. Like that's the whole like family a two part show. We have to get into vanity, Apollonia. Yes. A whole family tree. We need to like print out a whole family tree with pictures. Yeah. And then and cover don't his... forget, we have to do Sheena Easton. Oh, right. 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 Uh, uh, what and was that song? Come on me. Come you me. got the look. Yeah, you got yeah, the look yeah, the and look, yeah, arms yeah, of Orion yeah. from Batman. Arms yes, of Orion. I love his she Batman sang that. soundtrack. And if you really want to get into it, we can get into all the songs like Manic Monday that he wrote and gave away. We could, yeah, could be like O'Connor. Yeah, yeah he gave Con, away all right. of it. Yeah, and then the movies, um, Sign of the Times, Under the Cherry Moon, Purple Rain, right? Oh, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah Aaron, you have three what a blast. Shows Thank you so much. And and I'm I can't wait to I'm gonna stay I'm gonna hang around and just listen to the Tiffany thing if you don't mind. She's a sweetie. Right. We love her. Love you both. Thank you for coming on. Love you too. Whoever has a flight somewhere, catch it. Oh that yeah, that's me. I gotta I literally in a minute I'm running out the door and going to the airport. <laughs> that's why I paste this. I'm like, let's stay on track, girls. Love it. Love you both. Everyone needs to follow you guys and keep in touch and we'll we'll make a plan to do this again. 
Okay. Bye, darling. Thank you. And thank you to everybody for uh, hanging out with us. Love you both. Talk soon. Yep. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by icon, superstar, musical genius, no last name needed, the one and only Miss Tiffany. Hey, David. How you doing? How are you? You can hear me okay, right? I can, yes. I'm traveling today. So I know. Okay, fabulous. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Oh, my God. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? What's going on today? Well, I'm traveling in a van with the band. So we're headed to Rhode Island today. Uh, Just did two shows in Chicago. Loved every minute minute of it. Getting back to live music. Uh, so excited. Uh, so I yeah, mean, the Shadows Tour has begun. The Shadows Tour has begun. Um, I mean, you know, after COVID and just being in, like, as a performer, how nice is it to finally be back on the road for the Shadows Tour? Oh, I can't say enough. I'm all smiles, literally. Uh, you know, I love what I do, firstly, but to have it all after COVID and the world stopping and readjusting and getting back to life, um, I'm thrilled be back on the road and so grateful for everybody coming out and supporting live music thank you thank you thank you everyone uh for coming to my shows and all my fellow musicians out there it's been a wild ride for all of us but i know that everybody's so excited to get out and share good music and live music with everyone again and how nice is it? I know that joining you on the shadows tour is johnny martin and scott Cogan from the la guns like how nice is that it's amazing. I love it. It's bringing it to the next level. Uh, it sounds amazing, the show, um, getting great reviews. You know, so uh, people loving the new the new album um, and, uh, you know, loving the single A Baby. So it's a lot of fun. It really is. You know, it's, I think right now where I'm at with all the new music has been a transition. It's been coming, 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 building, building, building. Uh, and here we are with Shadows for, you know, I think, like something like Hey Baby is a little wink to the 80s, a little bit. It's got that punk flair. It's got the go-go's and the moans and a little bit of Blondie, a little bit of Tiffany with a very modern production of Stay. So, you know, kind of the best of both worlds, and everyone is loving the high energy of the show. So I am thrilled. I love it. And, yes, I do think I, I agree. I thought the same thing the first time I heard it, that I thought it was like a wink to, you know, kind of like the 80s and the punk. And I know you've described the Shadows album as like a rock retro sound. What inspired you to write this album, like during COVID? I mean, you've kind of done everything. You've done country, rock, pop, ballads. You know, you've done every genre. Like what kind of inspired this type of music at this point in your life? Well, I mean, this has just been a kind of a, a continual growth um, for me you know we started this with color silence in 2000 and it really hasn't changed i mean i went back to nashville and did a little bit of a follow-up um you know a little more in depth uh about my career and where i come from my you know beginning which was country music so we did the road tattoo album but since boring live performance um and i've been pretty extensively a live performer and touring for like seven years now five extensively um so you know this has been the shadows sound now has been continually growing um from going you know from pieces of me 
uh, doing songs like King of Lies and Waste of Time. I think people kind of knew where we were going. We did Lost Inside uh, on a lot of the sound checks, which is on this album. And, and you know, the fans kind of look at us like, whoa, this is more punk. But I kind of warned them this is where we were going. <laughs> right. But I, it's great that everybody is, you know, the, it, this, this energy is infectious. And so they just love it. They're, like, coming up. They're excited to sing along. They're excited to be out again, just let, watching live music. So this music really is right on time, and it's, it's my art. So I'm, I'm forever grateful for everybody just, you know, making the transition. But again, with that little wink to the 80s, it's very digestible. It has that fun essence to it that I think really was the magic of 80s music. Absolutely, and I have seen you many times live. I will be at your New York City City Winery tour myself. Pieces I me, I've seen everything. So I love this like little nod to the '80s. When you look back at where it all began in the '80s, you know when you were just a teenager on the you know iconic mall mall tour. Do you ever look back like does that does that feel like yesterday to you, or does it feel like way back when? Uh, it sometimes feels like it was just yesterday and sometimes I'm like wow there's a lot has happened um you know it just really depends from day to day I think it's you know, sometimes I'll remember a mall we'll be passing on the road and I'm like I don't remember that mall that's old school uh you know and you kind of like get a perspective of me being 15 you know and or if I meet somebody who's young I might go gosh that's what that's what that looks like I was so little you know, um, and you you kind of go, wow, it, it has been 30 years. But for the most part, it's just been, you know, a continual thing. I'm living my life. Uh, so it all seems very fresh still. I'm not, like, jaded or burnt out or tired. Um, I love what I do, so I'm, and I'm lucky to be doing it. Uh, and I think I just keep in that mindset. I love it. And you've done so much. I love that you have the mall and you're like, oh, wait, I, I remember that mall. Oh, and you, I remember my mall. Don't, don't know. <laughs> don't that ever is, think that I don't. I really do. And if I can't see one, I'm like, I, I have this like mall sense. I'm like, I think you can go right here. There's a mall. <laughs> I test it all the time. I have some kind of, there's magic after the mall tour. It made me a mean shopaholic. I don't know, Tiffany, maybe, you know, like as a side business, like you could be one of those like Google like specialists for malls across America. People are like, you know, I'm in X, Y, and Z city. Where should I go and where's the mall? I know. It's like terrible where everybody went and had, you know, I love the food court. And I used to hang there and go to the record store. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm missing some of those traditions more than anything. Right. What can we expect on this tour? Can we expect, you know, the hits like I Think We're Alone, et cetera, definitely. et cetera, from the could have been, definitely could have been. My favorite song to sing is Could Have Been. So I love the magic that happens. Everybody is singing along with me. I make people work uh, and sing along with me on that song because it just really is a moment. Um, and it's my favorite song to sing. So definitely you get some of the you know, old school retro stuff, of course. Put It In is one of my favorites also. And You and Me, of course, from The Jetsons. Let's not forget that amazing. I love those songs. I know. We've been adding here and there on my Patreon. I've been doing some old school stuff and really 
visiting like some of the B-sides and stuff. It's been a lot of fun. I love that. What about, you know, back in the 80s, like you mentioned, like you really came up, you know, around the same time or just after, you know, like Cindy Lauper, Madonna, Debbie Gibson, Tina Turner. Did you have like any, you know, pals, like you have any fun? Like were you a fan of like a Cindy or a Debbie Harry or a Madonna? Oh, definitely. I mean, for sure. Stevie Nicks is uh, a huge fan. It's great that I've, you know, gotten to see her over the years, get advice from her. The last time I ran into her, I think in Connecticut, she asked about me. <laughs> how, are wow. you, how are you and how is your music and are you enjoying it? And I was like, oh, this is the best day ever. Did Stevie Nicks just ask about my music, you know, um, which is lovely. You know, that was like, Again, the best day ever. So, yes, definitely. I had a lot of people I looked up to, got to meet Cindy, got to work with Cindy. She gave me some of the best advice. You know, have fun. It's really that simple. Have good people around you. Have fun. And because you're living your life out there. And music is supposed to be fun as well. It is. Absolutely. And, like, to your point, that that feeding next story, that's great. Have you ever had, you know, because you've really met so many people, not even just in the music world, but have you ever had, like, you know, an A-list celebrity come up? You know, listen, I'm a self-respecting gay man, so it's no, it's no strange matter that I love myself and Tiffany. But have you ever had someone come up, you know, like an A-list celebrity where they're like, listen, I love you know, I think we're alone now, or could have been, or I saw him say. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's been a few, but I mean, it's been, I think Alanis Morissette was amazing. She was like freaking out because I was in her dressing room. They came and got me, and they're like, Alanis Morissette, she's a huge fan. And then I walked in, and she was like, oh my God, you are here. And I was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> like, this is cool, but this is weird. Because I love her too, so it was it was great. We sat down, we chatted, and just talked a bit. And she's lovely. She's a wonderful person. Really enjoyed our visit. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. I love that. Right. You're like, wait, a lot is more upset fangirling over me. You're like, oh, my God. I know. I was like, what is happening here? But this is cool. <laughs> that is amazing. What about, you know, you are always, I've seen you in so many different venues, small venues. I've seen you, like, on, I think it was called the Total Recall Tour with, like, Salt and Pepper and Debbie Gibson and New Kids. Do you have a preference for small venues versus, like, the large stadiums on, like, a joint tour? You know, I like them all, really. It, again, it depends on the performance and the material. And the mixtape tour was, like, high energy with all the different artists. So, you know, being in stadiums and big arenas was, like, again, just, wow, the energy. Uh, I, myself, do like some of the smaller venues because they lend more to one-of-a-kind uh, performance, a little more intimate evening. And um, those are, for me, a lot of fun because I can work the audience a little bit. and It's going to be whatever it's going to be uh, that evening. And you really do get a one-of-a-kind performance, even though we have a set list and, you know, there's things that we know that are going to happen. You don't know how the audience is going to, you know, react. And in smaller venues, you can really see all those spaces. 
uh, and get them to inter, you know interact with you and have those magical moments. You know, I, it was amazing mixtape tour. Donnie created that moment for me with could have been where I could walk through the venue and sing with everybody because um, those are really my favorite moments. Yeah, like such an intimate moment. Sure. Okay, I mean, I think for. I think for me, the intimate moments mean the most, you know, uh, some of the smaller shows lend themselves to that. So, so you know, those magical moments, again, singing could have been, you hear everybody singing, and, and prior to COVID, I could really go in the audience, sing with everybody. Uh, we'll get there again, but it's been really a blast to be able to do these last couple shows and now continue on from town to town until November, the tour lasts, and we're adding uh, shows in the U.K., Australia, so uh, I'm very, very thrilled uh, for all of us to be able to be able to resume our lives, but for me to get back on track and take the Shadows Tour all over the world. I love it. I'm so glad there's going to be an overseas, and yes, I know all the friends I'm coming with to your New York show, everyone is so excited, and I love the intimate moments, too. What about something like, you know, when you do a larger tour like that, like a, like a with Salt and Pepper and you kids and Debbie Gibson, you know, like, you're tied to Debbie Gibson from the beginning. You know, I know the media makes that a thing. We all saw the movie, Mega Python versus Gatoroid, totally different types of music, love you both. You know, does stuff like that ever get tiring where you're like, hey, look at all I've done. I've had, you know, this is my 11th studio album. I've done so many different genres. Or do you just kind of embrace it at this point and, you know, give a nod back to the fans and all the nostalgia that people want? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you just got to be all of it, you know, because I, I oh. am. I'm a little bit of old-school Tiffany. I'm a little bit of in transition, finding new things about me, um, you know, just kind of living my life. So celebrating the past and celebrating the future and the current moment. So, you know, that's kind of where my headspace is and what I do and how I live my life. And, yeah, I mean, there's never really – I don't really look – too much back in the past. Uh, I try not to plan too much in the future, although that's like I have a lot of ideas and hopes and dreams. <laughs> but being that's... in that moment, you know, and enjoying everything, enjoying the day, and, and enjoying the full, you know, spectrum of a 30-year career. You know, when I hit that stage, I'm so excited to bring new music, but I'm also excited for the end of the show where we have that moment because I think we're alone now as well. Um, it's kind of all of it together for me. I love it. And it's just such an illustrious 30-year career. I love it all. You know, do you, some of the young kids coming up today, like, do you like any, you know, like, who are your favorites? You know, like Billie Eilish, Justin Bieber, Ariana. Like, do you have favorites for, like, new music of young people that are coming up today? Um, well, I do. I mean, you know, I'm always going to be more partial to, like, singer-songwriters and stuff, like Ed Sheeran. Love, 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 love. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, there's tons of kids out there that are just hitting the scene that, you know, I'm thinking, well, wow, I'm interested to see where their career goes. If they stay with it, um, I think it's so fast-paced now. I mean, I thought the 80s was fast-paced, but now it's like singles aren't, you know, out for more than like three weeks, and then they're on to something else, and you know, the attention span is so different, but, and also social media. They're on all the time, really engaging, which is a great thing, but um, it's, it's just a different. It's a little different how we work things. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's 
great, again, that a lot of artists can be seen all around the world um, with different avenues like social media. It's not just the standard get a record deal. You kind of make it work for you. And that gives a lot of, you know, opportunity to find these amazing artists out there that um, I see all the time on the road. I mean, I'm checking into a hotel sometimes and somebody's singing in the lobby that I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are amazing. Uh, you know, bands that open up for us, on and on and on. So there's a lot of talent out there, and it's, it's really great when I see all of these people out there. It makes you stay on the game. I will tell you that much. <laughs> Totally. And yeah, I mean, social media plays just such a big aspect in it today. As we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, you know, biopics are so common today. I mean, Cher is now working on her biopic. If they were going to make a biopic on your life, who would you, any actresses that you would think of off the top of your head to play Tiffany? Well, uh, younger Tiffany, I'm not sure. That would be really kind of an interesting I'd have to think about that one a little bit more in depth. But, I mean, you know, like, I don't know, but probably the old Tiffany. I don't know. Let's pick a fabulous redhead like Julia Roberts, shall we? <laughs> Honey, there ain't nothing wrong with Julia Roberts playing Tiffany. You know, top, shall we? <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, whatever it is, Julia can tackle it and she'll get sure it right. I'm sure she can handle it. She's one of my favorites, yes. <laughs> That is a good choice. And the final question, you know, everyone loves to write their memoir. Can we ever expect, you know, I'm sure you've lived a life, especially back in the 80s, like, can we ever expect to tell all book from you, Tiffany? Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely. We've been talking about it for years. Um, I think it's it's going to be right on time, you know, maybe in the next couple of years or so. Um, but that's definitely going to happen for sure. I love it. Well, you'll do a book signing. You'll do a tour. I'll be there. Everyone will be there. Where can everyone find you online? I'm so excited the Shadow Tour is here. I know a lot of people that are going to see it. The new music is great. Where can we find you online? TiffanyTunes.com, everybody. That's where you can find all things Tiff World, um, and that'll take you to all the other adventures as well. Let's speak with Tiffany, my cooking club, and all the adventures I'm doing there, my Radical Red Beauty, so all my fashion and beauty products. You know, I mean, COVID got me thinking and got me involved in a lot of other things while I was waiting to do music. So TiffanyTunes.com has it all. We've got new merch out. And, of course, we're streaming some of the songs. And then, of course, the full tour is on, on the website where you can come and see me. And I have lots of looks at there's so many dates. You're really getting out there. And you're going to be missing your home in Nashville when all of this is said and done. I mean, you're going to be on the I road I am. Trust me, I miss my dogs already. But, um I've got video of them every morning. <laughs> I have a little doggy. She's only she's 17. So, you know, it's hard to part with her a little bit. So I've got to get my morning video. <laughs> I love it. I mean, there's nothing like that morning video. Well, thank you for being on tour. I can tell you, so excited. And, you know, I appreciate you doing this. Feel free to come back anytime. The City Winery Show is going to be lit. I cannot wait. I really appreciate your time. Awesome. I can't wait to see you soon. I will see you in New York. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Have a good day. Thanks. Good luck with the show. Thank you. Awesome. Bye. I'll see you soon. Bye. You, you too. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, 
subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.